Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. Whenever you react to someone in such a way that is going to cause self-sabotage, are you doing it from earned guilt or when you open your mouth, is it inflicted shame that comes out? All right, let, let's begin to take a look at this. It happens when you're in some sort of engagement with another person, some sort of conversation. And whenever I'm talking about the anger or sadness that's showing up in a way that continues to hurt you, I'm not talking about healthy anger that says, you know what, you violated a boundary and this is not going to happen again. And you actually need to stand up for yourself. So I'm not talking about that type of anger that's very functional. I'm also not talking about the sadness where we grieve over a loss in a way that is very functional and healthy. I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about when you experience these two emotions that you know will lead to self-sabotage. Either you're going to say something that you're going to regret later on, or you're not going to say something. You're going to suppress it and repress it, and then you begin to feel like a doormat after the engagement is over with. Both of those happen because whoever you're talking to, got entangled in your emotions, and they were then given the power to flip your switch on going dysfunctional that leads to self-sabotage. Okay, so think about one of the last times you had this experience. And when I share these with you, it is typically because I just got done working with a client having the very same challenge. So it's relevant. It's current. Okay. So had someone who has a, a very important experience they're getting ready to move into. And people are getting nosy. They're asking her questions about it. Well, why'd you decide to do it this way? And how much is this costing? And what are the repercussions of it? Quite frankly, none of it is their business. But she found herself trying to be very polite in answering the questions that were being asked, uh, which means that she was actually suppressing and repressing until it got to the point that it bubbled up. And when she reacted, she reacted in a way to where she was ticked off. If you have to wait to draw boundaries until you get ticked off, now I get a challenge because that means that people are going to continue to push you until you hit the breaking point and then they're that they're going, oh, why is she being so like this? Well, they pushed you like that because you allowed them to, not your fault. 
You were conditioned not to have boundaries and to have rules in their place. And rules always restrict your ability to be able to be your very best in a situation. So whenever you get to the point where you're realizing, okay, this conversation, this engagement is not going in a healthy direction, you can begin to look at what's happening. And we're going to talk about first earned guilt, which is very healthy. And here's a shout out to all the strong Jewish women that I've had in my life, because all of you were right. Guilt is a good thing. So I've had some phenomenal uh, Jewish women, it's whenever I was in corporate, that took me under their wing and said, okay, yeah, this is our company, and we've brought you in, and we want to teach you a little bit about our, our culture and how we perceive things because you're working for a business that lives out these values. And guilt was one of them. Earned guilt says you've done something to violate one of your values. So earned guilt, you, you've earned it. You have a right to feel bad about what you just did, but that's not enough. We need to look at what value did you violate? Because then we, we want to say, okay, either you need to figure out a way to no longer violate that value, or maybe that value is no longer relevant. Maybe it was just for a season. What it's trying to do is it's trying to point out to you that you've gone past it, that you need to have other values. We typically have 10 values, uh, and eight of them were given to us by our family of origin, and two of them we developed once we hit a level of maturity. Well, can you see now that there's a problem? Because we didn't even choose the values that we're living by. I'll give you an example. Uh, my father was a police officer for over 30 years, but at the time when he was an officer, uh, he did not make enough to support his family. So he valued being able to support us and took on a lot of extra jobs to live out that value. So I grew up with the value that being in service of, uh, to others is one of the top things you can do. And I still believe that. This is the reason why I'm here with you today. But he also taught me that you can't make any money at it, that you just give yourself away. Ooh, can you see how that can also cause you some challenges? So my first year in business, 17 years ago, I am working like 80-hour weeks. And my first year, I made $7,000. Say what? What happened there? Well, I was in service in such a way that I was constantly giving myself away. Uh, and, you know, what people get for free, they do not value, unfortunately, which is one of the reasons why I know that you can listen to this podcast or any other 
on self-improvement. You can read the books on how to develop yourself, but it is not until you step up and you invest in such a way that causes you to kind of catch your breath that that's whenever you're going to experience upgrades because you're showing to yourself that you matter and that you're important enough to be able to get the results. Okay, so guilt says, earned guilt says, you have violated a value. You need to look and see, is it a value that needs to be kept, uh, but you just need to find ways to no longer put yourself in that situation? Is it a value that needs to be tweaked, or is it a value that is no longer pertinent to your life? Worked with another client, this was just last night, who had a value of being able to take care of her family and wanted to uh, hit a level of income where her significant other could retire. But the way she had structured it is that she would, would have to do the impossible to make that happen. She would destroy herself in order to make things happen for her partner. So while that is a very noble value to want to be able to give somebody else the option for that, well, they actually need to discover the option themselves. So you can be contributing towards a fund that can make things like that happen, but the other person is in partnership with you on it. You don't do it for them. When people go into pain, I already know this about you that you will do anything to alleviate that pain. And yet, that is the time when transformation happens. We don't look to upgrade in massive ways that are going to reveal our magnificence when life is going phenomenal. No, we got to wait till it's freaked up and it puts the pressure on us. So as soon as you alleviate that pressure of somebody else, Now we got two people with a problem because there's always a price to be paid for success and you're paying it for yourself and you're paying it for them. I worked with another woman earlier this week that her and a a very close family member were working on a project together and they missed a very, very small detail. I mean, it was almost stupid how small this detail was and it completely stopped the entire project. Uh, They could not go any further. In fact, the project, it was done. It was over with because of this one missed detail. And uh, the woman's partner looks at her and says, I am so sorry I missed this. And she goes, that's okay. It's, It's not your fault. Oh, bummer. No, it is the partner's fault. I, know, I, I get it. You don't want them to feel bad. You have been through some of the worst experiences that you could ever have, which is what makes you magnificent. You have such an incredible heart and compassion for others, but you will hobble them. You will keep them from owning their own pain and then deciding that, well, that's not going to happen again and they're going to be able to experience progress as soon as you alleviate the pressure off of them. Uh, Here's another example. Sometimes I work with clients that after a session, 
uh, one to three weeks later, we have a coaching call. And on that coaching call, they're like, okay, I've got a lot of challenges that have come up uh, from us working together. And my response to them is, oh, why did you decide that you wanted to keep all these problems? Ooh, you talk about pissing some people off. I don't want to keep the problems. That's why I came to see you. No, you get something out of having these problems. And until we're able to look at that and discover what you get out of having these problems, you are never going to be able to move forward in the way that absolutely fulfills you because you're going to have a core wound that has never been healed. So earned guilt is phenomenal. But most people experience inflicted shame. And this is what comes from the core wound. And inflicted shame says, you're never enough. There's never enough. You're always going to have to settle for less. You're always going to have to save people. They are going to continue to backstab you and let you down. You don't have any choices in the matter. And... What a hopeless way to live. And I've been there. And when you start running out of hope, it, it, it goes beyond feeling helpless. When you begin to run out of hope, then you begin to question why you should even move on. Why even try anymore? Because it just continues to ache because of the infection in that original wound. And, and there's the core four wounds. There is abandonment rejection, unworthiness, and invalidation. And as soon as you feel like somebody might be experiencing one of those, you want to save them from this situation because you don't want them to feel this because you know how bad it cuts all the way to the center of you. And so you suppress and repress what you need in order to save them or you get so ticked off because they've triggered that core wound that when you react, it is with being angry in a way that um, you're just burning people down. You're burning those bridges. I get it because you're acting from the wound. That's what they got in and messed with. That's what they got all stirred up. You know, I I um I was I, I really looked up to my dad in a lot of ways. He was a phenomenal cop. I heard from hundreds and hundreds of people that he had worked with that man if you needed someone to back you up, he was the man to do it. He also had no idea how to handle his anger. And I was one of the ways that he got rid of it. And one time he broke my arm because he got so ticked off at me. And um, uh, that was a wound. Uh, It also, when it healed, became one of the wealthiest parts about me. Now, it was my wound because I decided, oh, you can't count on anybody. Don't ask them to engage with you. Uh, they will wind up hurting you. And I kept picking men in my life that I knew I could dominate because that way it kept me safe. But then if you think about it, if you're picking men that you can dominate, 
well, there there's an illness going on there, and uh, you're going to have to be responsible then for them and their illness, which is the reason why my first marriage was to a um, person who suffered from mental illness and self-medicated with alcohol and drugs. And it was 16, 17 years of absolute hell once I figured out what was that actually going on. So that that became a wound. It also became a wound because I constantly was acting as a codependent trying to rescue people from themselves. And that that meant that I was constantly paying the price for everybody else's addiction. But when that healed, when my arm healed, that became the strongest place in the bones in my arm. When the wound healed around my shame, I was able to stand up in a wealthy way and say, you know what? You can bring anything you want against me and I am still going to stand here. Now, I've been knocked down to my knees, but I've gotten back up and I will stand for you and your success. I believe in you even when you cannot believe in yourself. And I will stand strong on that because I've been through it myself. But you cannot keep opening your mouth and allowing the inflicted shame from your original wound to try to handle the entanglement you're experiencing with someone else because all it's doing is it's bringing that infection up to the surface And there's no way you're going to be able to have a healthy relationship that way. Okay, if I can assist you with this, you know, you you have a consult with me. Even if you choose not to work with me, I promise you, I guarantee you, you will leave with a tip, tool, or technique that you can use same day for results. Not resolution, but let's get you on the path right now for moving forward. And you choose to have a session with me this month. I have got an incredible bonus for you that is just, it's going to absolutely light you up. But you got to reach out to me and say, yeah, I'm ready to at least investigate this. 1-636-699-7791. You can call me, you can text me, or you can go to canhypnosishelpyou.com And then uh, after a few seconds, there'll be a button that'll pop up on the page down at the bottom where you can set a time based on your availability. It'll automatically load on my calendar for us to chat. Earned guilt is good. Inflicted shame will keep you in self-sabotage. It's time for you to reveal who you really are. Let's peel off the layers of those wounds and reveal your wealth. I believe in you. What I've been sharing with you is part of your time to thrive. See, we can get stuck in a healing process, but what's beyond the healing? Well, there's growth and then there's goals and then there's vision. And your time to thrive is a very special membership where you access a course or a live event with me every single month that is going to teach you this process. So that way you're not dependent upon someone else for your progress. Instead, you're empowered 
to be able to make upgrades on your own. And then whenever you hit a block that just seems to be too much for you to get over, that's when you bring in someone for assistance. So it, the, this membership is only open for the next few days. Go to dawnlandrum.com and you'll see all the details when you click on the tab that says Time to Thrive. 